Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. hyping up people this is something that we believe from the bottom of our hearts that God is stirring something inside of us and he's get, he's getting ready to do something new something fresh he's getting ready to pour his new wine over our lives how many say amen take some time to look in back of you look close to you say hi to two or three people and tell them it's so good to be in the house of God on Christmas night on Christmas night that's right we don't say that a lot but it's a privilege to be in God's house on this day. Thanks, worship team. How many of you guys had an amazing Noche Buena? Yeah, Christmas Eve. I asked this morning if you guys had a sh- your share of good food. Everybody said amen, so I'm, I'm guessing you guys, your bellies are all stuffed, right? Getting ready to hit the gym on January 1st, maybe. But it's been a good Christmas. It's been good spending some time with the family. Yesterday we had my entire family that's here living in the States over as well. And it got pretty rowdy with the cousins. And, you know, before it used to be my dad, my mom, and my sister and I, and things used to be quiet. But my sister got married. I got married. We had kids. So it gets pretty crazy in the Aguero household. But it was an amazing time. Amen. How many thank God for the amazing time that you were able to spend with your family? Have to be grateful. Amen. I want to share with you today a little bit about God and how he speaks to us. I know we've been speaking a little bit about this in weeks past, but I want to speak to you a little bit specifically about God's whisper. In old times, in ancient times, or in the times that you read about in the Bible, we see that God spoke to people through prophets. God would lift up a man in a generation, and he would speak to him, and this prophet would carry on the word unto the king sometimes, and then the king would tell the people or sometimes the prophet will go to specific people in John 10 27 the word of God says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me you see one of the things that Jesus did once he came to die for us which is what we're celebrating today we're celebrating his birth but the fact that he came to this earth and he died and he gave himself so that we wouldn't have to live a life of sin or have to pay the price of sin that changed everything no longer now does God speak to prophets or to us through prophets alone we can have a relationship with God where God speaks to us personally how many say amen how many of you are grateful for that that's one of the greatest advantages and benefits that we have as Christians that God can speak to me at any moment It doesn't matter what I'm going through. I could get on my knees and I could connect with God. So before in the Old Testament, before the New Covenant, God spoke to people through prophets. But now he speaks to us in many different ways. Come on, why don't you touch the person next to you and tell him God is speaking to you. And he has something he wants to tell you today. Come on, tell him tomorrow. And every single day, God is continuously speaking. So We see that God is a communicative God. How many say amen? From Genesis 1 all the way to Revelations chapter 21, we see that God is a God that wants to communicate. That's why he created you. That's why, for example, I see my wife sometimes, and you know, as as a guy, 
I get home and she asks me questions. How was your day? And I give her the typical guy answer. It was good. It was okay. What did you do? Not much. Was there anything new? She always tells me that. Alguna novedad? Was there anything new? I'm like, no, everything, everything all right. But then when she has to tell me something, she goes into detail and detail. And then out of something small, she makes it so big. And I'm like, okay, when is this going to end? Get to the point. Get to the point. Because guys want to get to the point, right? But girls are more about the journey, right? They're more about the, the details. And Well, God is a communicative God. He wants to communicate. Sometimes we think that God is silent, but God, there's seasons where God is silent, but God loves to communicate. If women love to communicate to men, and don't get me wrong, there's some men that talk more than their wives. You know, the fact that us as people, we're communicative and we, we form and we build relationship and we strengthen relationships by talking to one another, that shows that we get that from God. God is a communicative God. So now here in John 10, 27, it says that my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You see, you can't follow Jesus unless you listen to his voice. You can't follow Jesus just by suddenly coming to church on Sunday nights. You need to take time and listen to God's voice and God's direction on a daily basis because God is always speaking. And the thing about God is that he will never yell at you. He will never scream. God just doesn't work that way. Every time God has spoken to me in my life, he didn't raise his voice at me. It's always been through a still, small voice. It's always been through, you know, an impression in my heart, something that God, you know, presses upon my spirit. It could be with respect to a direction I need to take. It could have to do with, I don't know, so many different things that we go through in our personal lives or in our daily lives. But God, sometimes we seek God's advice and he doesn't literally have to come into your room, right? And you see this white light and all of a sudden this huge, deep voice. He's not going to come like that. He just comes with a still small voice and he comes and he impresses something in your spirit the times that God has spoken to my life it hasn't been through an angel he didn't have a posse of them you know just announcing his entrance and the archangel Michael and Gabriel blowing their trumpets and announcing that he's going to come and bring a message to me it's always been through a still small voice a whisper of God can come to teenagers a whisper of God could come even to kids to senior citizens, to adults, to moms, to dads. God still speaks. One of the Bible characters that I love the most is Samuel. And his story is about how God started speaking to this man, this prophet, huge prophet of God, since he was a very little boy. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, if you want to go with me, we're going to read a little bit in this chapter. It talks about this kid's relationship, and from the birth, it was very interesting. I mean, his mom couldn't have children, and she came before God once, and she said, if you give me a child, I promise you, I'll give him back to you. And she kept her word. After a certain age, she brought young Samuel to the, you know, to the tabernacle, and she presented it to Eli. Eli was the high priest, and Eli received him. She says, well, later, what am I going to do? I mean, you sure God told you this? And she's like, well, it's a promise that I said to God that if he gave me this child, I'll bring him back. So Eli must have felt obliged to take him in. And the Bible says that young Samuel used to sleep where only the priest used to sleep. I mean, he used to, it's, it's like an analogy of desiring the presence of God, right? And he used to sleep right by the tabernacle, right by the Ark of the Covenant. 
And one night, the Bible says that he heard a voice calling his name. And that's what we're going to read here in verse 9. It says, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. This was the third time he listened to the voice. When he would listen to the voice, he would go to the prophet. And he thought that the, it was the prophet calling him. And he says, did you call me in the middle of the night? He's like, no, I'm dead asleep. And I don't talk in my sleep, so why don't you go back? Maybe you were dreaming. So he went back. And this happened three times. And on the third time, the prophet finally said, maybe it's God calling this young man. So he told him, look, next time he calls you, just tell him, speak, Lord, that your servant is listening. How good would it be if God would start calling us in the middle of the night and we would start saying, God, speak, because your servant listens? Well, let me tell you something. God is calling us every single night and every single day. The question is, are we saying and are we willing to tell God, Speak, Lord, your servant listens. And look what happened here in verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. He called him by his name. And Samuel answered this time, speak, for your servant hears. Samuel was careful to listen for God's voice. And as a result, if we go to verse 19 in that same chapter 3, look how powerful this verse is. And I think that this is something we should all strive for. If somebody's looking for a, a verse to live by, this would be a good one to write down and embrace. The Bible says, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. So this little kid, Samuel, that was always in church like many of you guys were, or some of you guys grew up in church. He desired the presence of God so much that God started revealing himself to him in, in a supernatural way, calling him by name. And the Bible says that he sought God's direction. And from that moment on, by what it says in verse 19, you could tell that they started a relationship. This wasn't just a one-day occurrence. This wasn't something that just happened one day and God just came and he said, Samuel, hey, what's up? I'm God. See you when you get to heaven. No. This started a relationship. And when it says here that from that day on, Samuel started growing. He started turning into a teenager, right? He grew up, became a young adult, an adult. The Bible says that the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. You know what that means? Every single thing that Samuel spoke was coming from God. He never spoke nonsense. He didn't speak out of his emotions. This guy never even spoke what he wanted to speak. He had such a close relationship with God that everything he spoke was guided by God. That's why none of his words fell to the ground. Everything this man would say will come to pass. Every advice he would give, even as a teenager, even as a young adult, man, it was head on. People would be astonished at the wisdom and how things will come to pass. That's why he became a prophet. And he was the prophet that, you guys know, anointed King David. I mean, this guy was a huge man of God. And the Bible says that during the whole time that Samuel ministered over Israel, there was peace. How many say amen? I'm here to declare 
that as long as your relationship is strong with God, as long as you take time to constantly and daily listen to God's whisper over your life, there's going to be peace in your home. You know, all hell could be breaking loose outside of your house or even your next door neighbor or just around you. But because you are listening to the voice of God, God's protection is going to be over your family. And your advice, every single word that comes out of your mouth, would not be guided by your emotions or not be guided by what other people are doing and the influences of people that don't fear God. But it's going to be guided by the power of Almighty God. And people will start to see that you're a man of God. And people will look at you and say, man, I don't know. He's my age. And he looks just like me. But every time he speaks or every time he says something comes to pass, I don't know what's going on. And it's the favor of God. How many say amen? Let me tell you, JTP Church, God is looking for some Samuels in this generation. God is looking for some young men, some young women. And it doesn't matter if you're not young anymore. Or let me rephrase that. We're all young, right? (laughs) I don't want people getting upset with me. But it doesn't matter if you're not a teenager anymore, right? You're probably an adult. You're probably already a mom, a dad. Maybe you're even a grandma or a grandfather. It doesn't matter. God is still seeking for people that will listen to the voice of God because once you start, your life will never be the same. None of the words that you will say will fall to the ground. So he spoke of what he would hear through God's whisper. I remember I was single. I used to sit on Thursday nights in this section right here where these guys are sitting a little bit like probably in the sixth row and Thursday night I wouldn't play. So I would just come to receive, and I would sit over there, and, and I remember all of a sudden that this young lady came to church and sit a couple of rows in front of me with her mom, and I remember that she would flip her hair from side to side, trying to flirt with me, and <laughs> trying to get my attention, and, <laughs> and I heard a voice, and it wasn't a scream, angels didn't descend from heaven singing in unison Ed Sheeran's thinking out loud song, right? while the video played in the celestial screens, anything like that. But I heard a still small voice that said to me, date her, approach her, get to know her. And we did. And later on, that voice turned into marry her. It was so special because you see, when God is the one that's leading you, there's no doubt. You know, I've had a lot of young people, you know, in the times that I was a youth pastor and young people that would come up to me and say, how do you know when Someone is the one. And I'm like, do you have any doubts? Does an angel come down from heaven and with a trumpet? And, and how do you know? And all I could tell you is that when you are listening to the voice of God, when you are guided by God, you know, God is going to put an impression in your heart to say, well, this is the person. And you're not going to have any doubts. I remember that I didn't have any doubt. And I was already, you know, wanting, I was desiring. This is something that I was praying for right? Um, More often than not, I'm saying, Lord, don't forget about me. I'm desiring this. I want to start my family. I want to find the woman of my dreams. And it was something I was praying for. And when that time came, God spoke to me and I felt, I felt there was peace. There was no sense of doubt. It was an absence of doubt. There are many of you that are needing to hear God's whisper today in whatever capacity. Maybe it's not to see what person you're going to marry or what person, but in whatever capacity it is, maybe You're needing to listen to God's whisper today because you're in need of direction for your life in one way or another. I think we need in this generation Samuel ears. How many say amen? Touch the person next to you and tell them, you need Samuel ears. Not just Samuel ears, but Samuel courage. Sometimes we listen to God's voice, but it ends there and we don't have the courage to be able to do what God 
is telling us to do. And we only win half the battle. We get there halfway. And when God tells us something, whoa, our spirit may be willing, but our flesh is weak. And we're like, God, I don't know if, I, if I'm willing to do that. Abraham, give me back your son. Whoa, he heard the voice of God. He heard the whisper of God. But now do I have the courage to literally go up the mountain and give him back to God? You know, it, it takes courage. I want to share with you a scripture that I really love. Turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verse 4. My father spoke this morning about this prophet, incredible man of God. This guy was the one who prophesied six to seven hundred years before Christ that Jesus was going to be born out of a virgin and so many other things. Look at the scripture in chapter 50, verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. I think I, I'd like to declare that verse for every single HOB leader in this place. It says that, and this is Isaiah speaking, right? But the same thing that Isaiah received, God wants to pour over your life. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. Interesting, the tongue of the learned. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Wouldn't you always want to have a word of encouragement to somebody that's going through a tough time? Wasn't that what Samuel did? I mean, he, was, he would hear the voice of God and every word that he would speak wouldn't fall to the ground. It would accomplish its purpose. It would uplift. It would encourage. Right? We spoke a little bit about this, about the Holy Spirit. Remember that it exhorts and the word exhort means to, right, just to encourage people. The next question would be then, how do I get a tongue of the learned? And the second part of the verse tells it. It says, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Where do I get this learning? Where do I get this, this wisdom? This is not a wisdom that you get from reading books. You can read all the books in the, in the bookstore, in the library, and you won't get this wisdom. This is a wisdom that comes from listening to God's whisper from turning your ear to God. And once your ear turns to what God is speaking to your generation, to your life, to your specific needs, then you become learned. And once you're learned, you're not learned just to benefit from it and just to enjoy how learned you are. And how, No, you have revelation. It's going to bless your family. But just like he spoke to Abraham, you're going to be blessed. But that blessing is too much for you to contain. You have to share it. And it says, then you should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. How many can praise God that he makes us learn? That through his whispers that come to us, every time we take time to listen to God's voice, he starts taking us to places, revealing certain things. There are new whispers from God coming to your life. If you're single today, he knows who you're supposed to be with, so relax. Just trust God and listen to his voice before you make mistakes. Before you start doing things out of your own emotion or out of what you want to do, listen, take time to listen to God. In all your ways, the Bible says, acknowledge him, lean not on your own understanding. You see, sometimes we think that we know it all. Or there's certain things that we, we think we need God for, and there's other things that I say, you know, I'm not going to bother God. I got this. And we don't realize that we need God for everything. And even the things that you think that you're clear on, sometimes... You know, they could be the biggest setback of your life if you don't add God to that equation and say, God, what do you think about this? One of the things that 
that I see so much now in this generation more than ever is people just making decisions without consulting with God or asking God or asking for prayer. As a pastor, before, I'm, I'm not kidding, I used to get a lot of people coming and, you know, when they seek advice, they would say, Pastor, what do you think? Help me pray because I'm going through this situation and, and, and I need God to give me direction. Now, as a pastor, people come to me and say, Pastor, I decided this, I made this decision, and so I'm like, okay, so... I guess this is an informative meeting, right? You're just informing me of a decision you already made. So what am I, all right, what do you want me to tell you? You already made the decision. But, you know, it's so important to be able to inquire of God and be able to go to your leaders. That's what your HOB leaders are there for, to pray for you. You know, whenever you feel that you don't, you don't have to know it all. You don't have to have all the answers. That's the whole point of being dependent beings. We're dependent on God. If God does not help me, if God does not sustain me, if God does not direct my path, then I'm prone to making a lot of bad decisions that later on in life I'm going to pay for. And I'm going to lose a lot of time and I'm going to look back when I'm older and say, wow, I should have done this better. I should have done this different. I should have let God, I should have turned my ear to become learned because I would have saved myself from so much heartache. How many say amen? Look at what Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Guess what word it's talking about? God's word. God's word. But if you don't take time to listen to it, you're not going to be hearing it. It says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I think that's exactly how God works. You just take time to listen to God's word and you'll hear it. Trust me, you'll hear it. It works 100% of the time, no fail. Sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because we don't take time to turn our ear to it, to listen to God's whisper, because there's so much distraction out there and there's so much noise that sometimes you can't distinguish what is of God and what is your own will. But when you take time to be calm, that's when God starts speaking to you. I read this from someone, I don't remember who, but it wasn't mine, so I'm just throwing it out there. It said, Interesting, the first words of Jesus in the wilderness was, it is written. Whereas the first words of the serpent was, has God said? You guys remember when Eve went to try the fruit and she looked at it and said, hmm, it's kind of. And the serpent was, has God said that it is not bad to eat of the tree? You see, the first words of the devil created doubt, but the first words of Jesus, of Jesus' ministry created faith. Or build faith. You see, every time you go to listen to God's word, faith is going to start building inside of you. You're going to be more confident. You're going to, you're going to be more clear as to what direction you need to go. You're going to be a, more clear as to who you need to weed out of your life or who you need to get closer or what things you need to start doing and what things you need to stop doing. God's going to start guiding you. And, you know, as great as our God is, sometimes he doesn't speak to us through fire and we know the holy spirit's fire right and as latin people we love the fire right he's we know he's like a rushing wind and you know that god could speak through a rushing wind like in pentecost when they were looking and waiting for the presence of god and a rushing wind came by but sometimes god speaks to us through his still small voice i think that the presence of god is most powerful when it is close and personal. 
The presence of God sometimes is the most powerful when you are alone with God. Sometimes we think that in a service like tonight, when we're gathered congregationally, that's when the power of God flows, you know, when we're putting hands on people and declaring the will of God. And that's very good. We do that in the services. But when you feel the power of God strongest is when you are alone in his presence. And that's why God whispered to Elijah in a cave. The wind is impressive. The fire is brilliant. The earthquake is cosmic. But he showed up through a whisper. We might ask, well, why, if God is almighty and God is all-powerful, why does he show up through a whisper? And the reason, the reason for that is because God whispers because he's close. I mean, you're not close to a person and you scream in their ear, right? When you're close to a person, you whisper. And I guess that's why God likes to whisper. It's because he's not, he's not far. He's close. Sometimes we think that because he's the creator of the universe that God has so many things to attend to or he's so far but as we learned these four weeks that we did the series on the holy spirit god god lives within us the power of the holy spirit is inside of us and he's constantly speaking to us the message of christmas is i'm near i'm close to those who reach out to me through faith i think that's what christmas is all about it's not about the gifts it's not about the lights all that's very pretty i have some in my house too Luca loves the lights. We go on the car and we pass by certain places and houses that have lights. And he goes, mira las luces. And he loves the lights. But it's much more than that. It's about Jesus. Today he woke up. We told him, today is Jesus' birthday. We're going to go to church and we're going to go to praise God. Because that's what Christmas is all about. It's about God communicating with us. It's about God not screaming in our ears from heaven because he's way far it's about God whispering because God is close and really that's all that's needed to receive Jesus the scripture says that if you receive Jesus in your heart if you confess him with your mouth and believe that he died that he died a sinner's death he came to earth he lived he also resurrected and you'll have life and eternal life you will be saved sometimes and perhaps there's some of you guys here that we find ourselves hiding in a cave so to speak just like Elijah Elijah was hiding in a cave I don't know if you guys got to see the beginning of the video but he was hiding in a cave and sometimes we hide in caves of fear we hide in caves of addiction caves of loneliness caves that are far from God we think the thing about God is that he can find you the message of Christmas is not that you found God. It's that God found you, that he searched for you, and he found you. Despite our sins, despite our mistakes, despite our shortcomings, he finds you in your despair. He finds you in your loneliness. He finds you in your addiction. He finds you in your mess-ups, and he restores you. And I just, I want to finish off tonight just being able to drive I believe a statement that God wants to impress in your heart tonight and it's that God is close and that he still loves you he still loves you he loves you with all his heart I don't care how messed up you are he still loves you he wants to be there with you through the storm or in your loneliness or through your divorce or through whatever you're going through and I 
what I want to do is I want to pray for every single person here. And I, I want you guys to stand up. We're going to worship in a little bit. And I don't know where you are in your journey with God. I don't know if you're at a high point. I don't know if you're on your way up. You're encouraged now that it's the end of the year and you're starting 2017 with a new resolution of getting on fire. You know, if, if, if you've just lacked intensity and you've strayed from the way. Or maybe you're, you're new and, you know, you're just starting in the ways of God and you don't know much about the Bible. But whatever the case is, I want, I want to tell you that God is here for you. And there's nothing that you could have done that could make God cast you to the side. On the contrary, God pulls you in. His love pulls you in. I want to just do a prayer. And as a family, we're going to do it all together. I'm going to ask all you guys to repeat it. I'm not going to ask you guys to come up for it. But I want all of us to declare this because there's power in declaration. How many say amen? So I want you to close your eyes and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your life. Thank you for your sacrifice. I received the gift of salvation. And I received the blood that was shed on Calvary on my behalf. Forgive all my sins and write my name in the book of life. Lord, give me the strength for restoration. Give me the strength to honor you every single day of my life. Give me the strength to overcome any addiction. Give me the strength to daily listen to your voice and become learned and share what you share with me, with my generation. Lord, I'm declaring that I'm finishing this year in victory. I'm declaring that I'm finishing this year on high and not below. And I'm believing that 2017 is going to be a year of greatness. A year where your whispers will be coming into my ear on a daily basis. And I will take time to listen and follow your ways. And then... I will be successful and I will see your glory upon my life, upon my children, upon everything that surrounds me. In Jesus' name, amen.